to uh, say a few things uh, about reflect on the conference and where we are going in the future. But first of all, I want to thank a number of people. Uh, this uh, Infinity Foundation is about is less than a year old, and this came about uh, largely due to the leadership of uh, Vijaya Vishwanathan. I want to recognize. <laughs> a huge amount of energy, dynamism, vision, working on so many things at the same time and just uh, quite an amazing performance very quickly. And I want to particularly thank uh, for this event's success logistics. I want to thank uh, Shalini. Where is Shalini? And, and uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, they, they deserve because they have run around making uh, things I want to thank Shalini and Aditya uh, because I really think we would not have had things functioning and they've been running 24-7 getting this thing done, that thing done, all the logistics and coordination, uh, really great uh, work that they've done. And Ruchi, uh, where is Ruchi? Uh, Ruchi and her volunteers. Uh, so many volunteers. Yeah. So just so you know, Ruchi manages uh, the our volunteers worldwide. So if I need, uh, if I need, uh, uh, you know, if I'm traveling somewhere and we need an event, uh, you know, we need a lot of volunteers. He calls up some people here, there. I don't even know how, but a lot of people show up. So that's uh, it's a big, uh, big movement. She's helped us with, and of course, uh, Kannan and his wife Mira for leading this whole program. And, and, you know, the, the scholars who presented have been quite remarkable, uh, and especially the ones who presented monographs. And we have a new category called the Infinity Foundation India Research Fellow. So we have a few of those research fellows. Uh, can they please stand up, the ones who are the research fellows? Uh, and uh, so they are the ones we are nurturing, developing, uh, we'll take them around, we'll teach them debate, arguing, and, you know, make them published authors and so on. And we'll have a few more being uh, given that, uh, that respect and honor and recognition. I want to thank uh, IGNCA. Uh, uh, Joshi Ji, Sachiran Joshi Ji has been a great friend of ours. And uh, Abhi, Sudhir Lal Ji, uh, Sudhir is a great friend of ours. From the very first meeting we had uh, with, uh, with Joshi Ji, he's been uh, encouraging us ideologically on our wavelength, uh, great friend, helping us. And you know, uh, we are entrepreneurs uh, and uh, he knows how to run the machinery, which is a complex machinery, so we have to work together. And we are, this is going to be the beginning of a long-term journey together. So this is the first conference and it sort of uh, establishes how we do things and we'll be better and better at it as time goes by. So I'm very, very grateful to that for him. And also uh, uh, Aravind Raoji, he's uh, on our board of advisors of Infinity Foundation India. He's also a trustee of IGNCA, so he's a great bridge. I want to thank him for a lot of things that he did. And Professor Mani Dravid Shastri, who's not, who's not here, we saw his video. Uh, he made available his 
brilliant team of traditional scholars and uh, uh, you know that whole group. Now I want to, uh, I, I've emphasized in my book, The Battle for Sanskrit, in my talks, in the first conference, and I want to emphasize again that the school of neo-orientalism has a head, but we are not isolating one man and talking about him. We're talking about a whole school, which is now the most influential school in the West as far as the study of India is concerned. There are dead scholars, uh, but their work is, while it's influential, uh, it's, it's easy to criticize a dead scholar because he's not going to come back and do anything to you. Uh, he's not going to threaten your career and uh, uh, stop funding your foreign trips and things like that. But uh, living scholars, a whole school of them, cabal of them, who are very powerful, not easy to criticize. And, some, and they are the more important people because they're having so much influence. Uh, just uh, this morning when Dr. Lakesh Chandra was here, he said, why are you making Pollock a god? So I said, well, may maybe do you know that uh, Shingeri was appointing him as the god or the ambassador at least? He said, no. I said, okay, then you have to know that. And do you know that uh, uh, Narayan Murthy has appointed him as editor-in-chief to translate 500 volumes? That's 10 times what Max Miller did. And uh, do you, did you know that? And he, he said, oh, okay. Then I said, do you know that the government of India gave him Padamshiri? He said, oh, really? And I said, the, uh, in the US, the NRIs got together, some very rich people, because they wanted access to uh, the power structure and they wanted thought that by honoring him, he'll open some doors. And they gave him the Friend of India Award uh, for a couple of years ago. And in this big PR that was put up in all these uh, newspapers, you know, four page, eight page center spreads about him, the title was The Last Pandit. And there was, Sheldon Pollock with the dhoti and tilak and nice and all that. He's the last Pandit. The whole thing was written about how the Sanskrit is dead, Pandits are gone, and but there is one Pandit left. Now he can help us out and he can save us. So I said, now he is the god for the Jaipur Literary Festival. So it, we're bringing him down. It's not that we're creating a god. So he didn't. He hadn't understood the the, the you know significance because many are peop of our people are more familiar with past things, not current where the battlefield is, to know where the Kurukshetra is today. You can't say, you can't sort of rely on what was there in the 50s or 18th century or 19th century. All those are nice to know. But today, uh, there are, we talked about five waves of uh, Western study of India after uh, independence. And each of them ref echoed in India. The first wave, wave was Marxism. And that created a CPI who brought Marxism, it is not an Indian product, it was brought from overseas, and that generated a whole movement. And then uh, this post-colonial studies started. It was made in USA by Edward Said, and there's a whole post-colonial movement here who just took this knowledge in. And then uh, post-modernism, you know, post-modernism. So like this, on and on, there's several, you can say feminism, Freudianism are all subsets of it, sub-branches of it. Uh, so this, uh, this kind of uh, analysis of different schools, if you do, then this one which we are taking on is the latest. So we are taking on the latest version of this whole Indian left and Hindu phobia and anti-national. This is, this is where it is today. So we are taking on what is the most powerful force against our civilization as of now. And they are the ones who are active, 
and, and getting deeper into the stuff. So rather than starting out by criticizing things that are not as powerful, we are doing where uh, the action is. Even the subalternists are moving over to this, this new thing. So it's a, it's a very relevant thing that uh, we are talking about. I want to say that the mission of Infinity Foundation has two parts. There is disruption and construction. Disruption is you break down and criticize and knock down the opponent. That is, this conference is part of that. The Swadeshi Indology is a part of that. Then there is construction where we want to create our narrative. That is a grand narrative project we have. There we've already produced 14 volumes on the history of Indian science and technology. We did a lot of work on Indian models of psychology, cognitive science and things of that sort. Now that in those, in the constructive area, we're not talking about other people. We're not criticizing anybody. We're just building our own history, our own story, our own science, our own knowledge systems. So constructing our knowledge systems is one thing, disrupting the other side is the other thing. So when you disrupt, when you disrupt somebody, you have to name them to get impact, to be not ignored, you have to name them. And when you name them, you have to name them in a way that they'll recognize. So you can't just have a very generic critique without being specific about where the target is. Therefore, um, a conference that ICSSR is going to uh, support us uh, or help uh, Infinity Foundation uh, have in Washington is going to be a, an analysis of South Asian studies in America. We, we agreed with that. Uh, the, the HRD mi uh, minister was there and Dr. Lakesh Chandra was there. Now the term South Asian studies was chosen because that's how the Americans call it. So you, if you call it something else, the, the people that we are engaging and encountering would not recognize it or they would choose to look the other side. It, it is possible for them, for, for them and convenient for them to ignore. But if you are naming them, they can't ignore and that's why we want to have them come and so we can have this encounter. So to be non-ignorable, you have to name it the way the other side names it. This is why we have to call it Swadeshi Indology because we want the Indologists to know we are talking about them. That's why we have to do it. But on the other side, when we are doing constructive work, we can call it Sanskriti, you know, we can call it our Bharati Sanskriti, we can call it how we want to uh, develop because it's our knowledge system, it's not about breaking down. So the two have to go hand in hand, the, the pulling the weeds and planting the roses uh, to make a garden have to go hand in hand. If you just plant the flowers but don't pull out the weeds, the flowers will also die. So you have to do the disruption and the construction both. Now, the uh, publications we talked about, uh, this whole neo-orientalism school, uh, uh, conference one and conference two, is going to produce a total of seven, eight volumes. And this is so, this has never been done. Our people have not taken on a particular school of thought in the world that is affecting us and done a focused piece of work of such magnitude and such depth that it becomes an important reference point in, in uh, helping neutralize or dilute the effect of that school of thought. Because uh, leaving it alone, it was just getting worse uh, all the time. I also, um, I want to say that uh, 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 my comments on the papers, uh, I felt that the papers were excellent overall, much better than the first conference. Uh, and I want to congratulate the, the authors. I do want to mention that you cannot respond 
without a very detailed Purva Paksha. So I found that the best papers were those that did the closest and most detailed reading of the target, the Purva Pakshan. Uh, the monographs clearly did that. Uh, I think uh, Meg's paper, many, many other papers, uh, they really did a detailed analysis of what the other side is saying. You see, people who haven't done that, you can tell that it is like Jugad. They're just sort of making it up. And then they'll either substitute with emotion, which is not a good idea, or they will make their criticism very generic about, oh, those guys are bad and all. We are not interested in that. You know, we have to take a particular scholar, particular text, particular interpretation and give a response to that. So unless we've done very good Purva Paksha, the project can't happen. Now, the Purva Paksha, many people did very good Purva Paksha of a particular school, like particular text like Rasa, and they responded to the Rasa. Or somebody done Ramayan and they responded to the Ramayan. My plea to you is that you should diversify beyond the particular, tech, the particular uh, uh, panel that you were on. If you were on Rasa, try to read up on the other things because it will help you on the Rasa also. Uh, I had to work very hard just to decipher and decode what exactly these people are writing and be able to make it simple for you in one book so that in each one chapter you can read about an overview of Ramayana, another chapter about Shastra and all that stuff. Desacralization, so kind of dividing up all of the works, of hundreds of papers and books into neat and simple categories, it takes a lot of effort. So I would like you to do that. Uh, go back and read the Battle for Sanskrit again and also read each other's papers because then your own paper will become better. This is my... Uh, uh, view. Future, and then I will close, we want to, uh, we, uh, we're thinking of a conference uh, in uh, 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 this year on the, on taking back Tamil Nadu from the, the jaws of uh, Dravidianism. And we'll bring in uh, many, uh, you know, Nagaswamiji, great archaeologist, has a lot of data, many other people have. Uh, we would like to at some point do a conference on some other major schools of Indology, uh, whether it is the subaltern school by Romila Thapar, uh, whether it is the Wendy Doniger school, whether and, and so on. There's a long list of targets we want to we want to go after those that are current. So, so then uh, yeah, thank yeah. So then uh, uh, we are also thinking of an Agama conference because Agamas are not adequately studied and they are the backbone of Hinduism. So we need to we need to do that. Arthashastra, uh, this is uh, one of our advisor, advisory members is uh, Vaidyanathan, Professor Vaidyanathan. And so we are thinking of a conference on traditional Indian Vedic economic and political theory. And he's, he's agreed to take the lead and develop a concept paper on that. And then the, national, uh, the implications on national security, uh, the book Breaking India and many other things we are doing. Uh, we, we are going to work with some people in the security area, both army and uh, police and national security type people, and develop some uh, pro programs that concern uh, that would concern. And also uh, Vedic environmentalism, uh, that's another topic of interest. So these are some of the topics. Uh, we do not have dates and we do not have a sequence and exact, but we're working on it. We would like, uh, we've assigned the responsibility to different people to propose little concept papers, and then we'll have a call for papers and, uh, uh, you know, the committees, organizing committees, and, and that's how we will generate. I want to uh, mention in closing that um, the goal of all this is to build a home team. 
and we set a target of 108 good scholars, good intellectual kshatriyas we want to create. We already have 15, 20 pretty good ones. We want to nurture them and bring in more. It's a two-way street. Uh, we would like to be loyal and build that pers young person's career, not just, okay, come give a paper, thank you, you had your chai and gone and we you know, write you a... But it's, uh, and then, you know, maybe we'll meet you five years later somewhere, next conference has nothing to do with you. It's not that. We want continuity over time. And the event is not where the research is being done. The event is where you're producing the, you're presenting the research, but what we are sponsoring and funding and mentoring is before the conference, months before, a year before, uh, senior people uh, mentor junior people. So we select a topic, select the scholars, give them some you know, continuity, incentive, keep in touch with them and nurture them. And of course, there are those who are very independent and they, we just tell them this is the call for papers and they write the paper on their own. That, of course, is welcome. But we want to also be in the, in the field of nurturing target scholars who we think are very high potential. And in, in return for that, all that investment uh, and taking them to publications, making them authors and, and taking them internationally, we expect loyalty. So we, we want you to be part of a family and feel that you, you are make, you're part of constructing a school of thought. Like there is Marxism, there's post-colonial school of thought, there's subaltern school of thought, uh, and so on. There's new oriental school of thought. You know, Hindu, Hindus haven't created a school of thought in the past century. I mean, there is no prevailing Vivekanan school of thought, but there should have been, because after the person gone, everything scatters. Or a Sri Aurobindo school of thought. I mean, Dinda Dialapadhyay started something great, but there is no school of thought which is continuing that work. It is not just glorifying him, but actually continuing that thinking. There is no Gandhian school of thought. So I do not, I mean, it's sad that we have great people who start something, but then it dissipates because people are not able to hold together as a team and follow and continue a line of thinking for a whole generation. So we want to actually create a school of thought which will tackle, tackle many problems. This first one of neo-orientalism is just one example, but we'll tackle many, many problems. So I want to uh, thank, uh, close by with that. I forgot to thank the camera crew and the photographers. I uh, just want to add that we really appreciate. I want you to know The most, in many of my talks, I say the most important person present is the video guy. Because this is actually a set at which we are shooting a film, basically. Uh, and, and sorry to say, you guys are a very tiny part of the audience that's going to watch all this. Because we have now been successful in turning our events into uh, online videos. And some of them are seen by lakhs of people. Uh, in the last uh, two, three months, I've had uh, online videos we put up which have had as many as 500,000 views, 300,000 views, many of them. I have no doubt that some of the lectures here will enjoy large viewership. It's enough to fill, uh, that many viewers is enough to fill a the largest cricket stadium in India. So that you, Im when we are talking, you're talking to that group, you have to imagine. So the video people are exceedingly important. And we are, uh, Infinity Foundation has, has invested recently in a very state-of-the-art, very high-class studio where we're going to turn all this into really nice stuff and all of you will become uh, movie stars. Thank you. <laughs>